Welcome back to another episode of the Providence Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Natalie, your host, and today we have Chris again with us to talk about his latest BT article titled Do Not Use Money Meant to Fight Inflation in the Long Term to Mitigate Inflation Now. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Nat. It's good to be back. <laughs> good to be back too. Um, it's been a while. Actually, it's been a, a month since yeah. our last BT article. You have gone to Taiwan and came back from Taiwan and I've uh, gone to COVID world and came back from the COVID world. Yeah, and also Cambodia to oh, watch yeah, your son okay. play yeah, the so, sea games. Wow, it feels like it's a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, correct. I, I can't believe you actually wrote this article when you were in Cambodia. Oh yeah, I did. There is really nothing very much to do at Phnom Penh. I was there to support my son for his sea games. And uh, when there are no games to watch, I stay in the hotel and I have time to write this. Okay, you are amazing. You can still write a BT article, a technical piece actually, when you're in Cambodia. It's not too difficult a piece because I get a lot of tuition from uh, Chison, who is our head of investment. But I felt that this topic is important because I think a lot of uh, people may not understand tips, uh, which is the sort of like the focus of this uh, article and I thought it's important because uh, in periods like this, people are all exploring ways to uh, beat inflation Mm. and there have been quite a bit of discussion on whether one should use uh, an instrument like tips to beat inflation Um, and of course for us at Provident, this is something that we have been discussing. In fact, since last year, we've been talking about whether or not we should put tips into our portfolios. Uh, But after all the discussion, we decided that no, it's probably not suitable for us and I felt that, you know, since we have really made the decision, why not I share this decision with the readers as well, mm. right? Because they are probably in the same situation as our clients. So hopefully our thought process on not wanting to put tips into our portfolio can help some of our readers as well. Understand. So I, I also know uh, and hear that a lot of our clients have been asking us about buying T-bills, right? Mm. And SSB. Over the past 18 months, of course, the interest rates for these instruments have been increasing. 4% is a very good year yep. when you compare to uh, what people have been getting from the bank accounts and SSBs before 2022. Mm. So this is a very hot topic currently. But then Many of these investors mm. do not realize that if these risk-free instruments mm. can fetch them about 4%, mm. the riskier assets like equities should give them higher returns. Mm. Mm. There are opportunity costs involved. People tend to forget that risk and return are proportionate. Mm. So if you invest in instruments that are low risk or risk-free, such mm. as T-bills and SSBs mm. or even TIPS, there's a risk that you are foregoing the opportunity to earn a higher return elsewhere. Yeah. So regarding this trend, I mean, you shared a little bit about your thoughts earlier and also from the company's perspective, mm. but maybe you can elaborate a little bit further and also share some other investment instruments investors can consider. Yeah, so I wrote uh, that in the most recent uh, article for the Business Times. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this and you're interested, you can also go to our website. The original piece before uh, the edits from BT is actually on our website. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about the technicals because it's quite difficult to do that in a podcast. But if you read the article, uh, the table is there to explain how tips work you know, and uh, why we don't think it's appropriate. But with regard to your question, uh, Ned, mm. I I think it's quite interesting because uh, before 2022, nobody was interested in Mm. T-bills. No one talks about fixed deposits, right? We all understand that these instruments, saving accounts, actually they don't give us very high interest or yields. 
And so during that period, people want to invest into the stock market because they know that the stock market will give them a higher expected returns. Mm. Now that T-bills have gone up over the last 12 months to as high as 4% and above kind of uh, return, uh, everybody started to rush into T-bills. Is the yield high? Yes, it is. Mm. But it is only high relative to the environment today because inflation has gone up, mm. right? But 4%, is not exactly enough to beat inflation. Just like one year ago or one and a half years ago, mm. the 1% or 2% they get from their fixed deposits or the Singapore government securities wasn't enough to beat inflation. Yep. Right? Today is the same. Uh, even though it's 4%, yes, suddenly we have this 4% and we think it's very high mm. relative to 18 months ago, but it's still not uh, enough to beat inflation because the inflation in Singapore right now is definitely higher than uh, 4%. But because of this, you know, thinking that is high, everybody rushed in to actually buy T-bills. Mm. But it's not really an instrument that is suitable to beat inflation. What is really suitable to beat inflation and has been shown to beat long-term inflation is still the equities market. Mm. Right? So I, I, I think that's something that I think uh, investors, uh, they need to be mindful. They need to remind themselves mm. of yeah, that T-bills is really short-term instrument. It's not changed. 18 months ago, today, it is still the same. Mm. It is just that the yield today gives you that perception that it can beat inflation. The returns are not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It's not bad. But relative mm. to inflation, actually, it's still not able to help you keep pace with inflation. Okay. That's a very good reminder, actually. I mean, people usually, they just get a bit blindsided by what's going on currently and then 4% is a very uh, it's very high right it is it is uh, but they, they neglect the part about inflation is also much higher now mm. uh, but then of course there's some some people might also share and say that 4% is actually all they need mm. right mm. they don't need higher returns or to take on higher risk mm. especially retirees or even mm. near retirees mm. and at Provident we also always say that we don't believe in chasing after the highest returns or mm. maximizing returns as long as the returns are sufficient to meet your financial and life goals mm. we are sharing this uh, you know about this opportunity cost to earn a higher return elsewhere not because we are blindly chasing after higher returns right mm. it's really because there are short term and long term effects to investing in T-bills and SSBs. Mm. And neither are we saying that we shouldn't put any of our money in them. Mm. Maybe part of our money is okay. And mm. the question is really about knowing how much to put in it so that we don't lose out mm. in the long run. Mm. Am I correct? Yeah, so there are quite a few points in your question, right? So let me try and break it down. Okay. So the first question you ask is, if someone says that 4% is enough for me, then do I need to invest? And the answer is no. If you really think that 4% is enough for you, then you don't need to invest because 4% is enough for you. Okay, that's the first part of my answer. Mm. If you say that 4%, even though it cannot beat inflation, is enough for you, mm. let's say, then do you need to invest to get a high return? The answer is still no, mm. even though it cannot beat inflation. Yeah. Because it just means that you are happy with, in your um, retirement, for example, if you are able to spend lesser and lesser, then it's okay. You don't really need to be inflation, right? Mm. Even if you put your money in a 0% return instrument, if you are prepared to spend, and assuming that inflation is 3%, let's say, 
if you are prepared to spend 3% lesser each year, then it's okay. You don't have to be inflation. Mm. Right? But that is your decision. And you really have to ask yourself whether that is what you want. That your lifestyle starts to, your quality of life starts to go down. Mm. Right? And if you say, yes, I rather accept that than to take the risk of investing, that's your choice. And I think that's fine. That's the first part of my answer. Now, the second part of my answer is then, is 4%, are you rather, are you, are you, rather, are you able to get 4% every year for the next 10, 20 years using T-bills? The answer is no. Yeah. Right? As I've mentioned earlier on, we are only getting this kind of yield in the last 18 months. Mm. Prior to that, we have never seen T-bills in this kind of yield territory. Mm. so yes you might be happy with 4% and you are happy even if 4% cannot beat inflation but I've got bad news for you which mm. is you are still not going to get this kind of yield for the next 5, 10, 20 years yeah. so like it or not you need to find an alternative okay. right? that will give you 4% if 4% is what? 1% and then there's the third part of the question which is about opportunity cost right? so let's say 4% is not enough for you. Mm. Okay? You need more than 4% over the long term to mm. at least beat inflation. Then you definitely need to invest in the equities market because I've said previously that it has been shown that equities is a suitable instrument to beat inflation in the long run. Yeah. Evidence have shown that. Yeah. And so this is the thing. If 4% is not enough for you and you do need to invest in equities to beat inflation in the long run, if you put all your monies today or the bulk of your monies today into T-bills, mm. into short-term instruments, including Singapore savings bonds, right? then this is where your opportunity cost is. You will have not enough money, insufficient money to invest into instruments such as equities that will help you beat inflation in the long term. Right? So we need to be a bit more far-sighted. I'm not saying T-bills are bad. I, mm. I buy them myself. Yeah. My wife also buys it. Mm. But you need to put the money that is meant for short-term use yeah. into T-bills okay. and not money that is meant for long-term into T-bills. Money okay. that is meant for short-term, as I've written in the article, will be like your emergency fund. Mm. Money that you may need in the next 12 months. Perhaps you need to put a down payment for a property in 12 months' time. Perhaps you need this money to fund your children's uh, tertiary education. So yeah, money like this short term, please go ahead and put into T-bills, SSB, uh, mm. fixed deposits. But surely you will have sums of monies, whether lump sum or on a regular basis, that is meant for you to beat inflation in the long term for life events such as maybe your retirement. Mm. Right? or to buy a house in 10 years time or to buy a car in 10 years time I don't know right? Yeah. and these monies then you should invest in equity so we don't mix it up yeah. otherwise then you put everything for the short term and you, you are left with no resources that it's really meant for the long term understand okay but then you know how some people they will say that they are waiting until things are a bit clearer especially yeah. in the markets right so not yeah. so volatile anymore before they invest in the markets so in mm. the meantime they really will invest large sums of money mm. uh, that they should have invested in the markets mm. in this short-term instruments mm. i've heard from one of my colleagues who yeah. mentioned that he knows people mm. who invest 
up to millions, one to two million dollars. I mean, mm. I don't know how much is their overall net worth mm. or how much spare cash they have, mm. but one to two million is a lot of money. Yeah, it is. I mean, I can understand that psychology, mm. right? I mean, uh, a normal investor will probably think, I'm getting 4% plus minus right now from risk-free assets, yep. from T-bills. I'm getting about 2.8% uh, from uh, Singapore savings bonds. Uh, I can even put in a fixed deposit and get close to 4%. And nowadays, insurance companies, they are launching those uh, single premium endowments. You put uh, 12 months and you get close to 4%. Mm. So I'll put it into this kind of instruments first and happily get my 4% and wait for the markets to stabilize. Because since uh, the beginning of 2022, markets have been very volatile, uncertain. You know, I don't want to risk my money. Mm -hmm. So I'll wait for everything to pass. I will wait for markets to be very certain first before I take my money from T-bills and put it into the stock market. Mm -hmm. So I can understand that kind of psychology. But unfortunately, the flaw is this. The flaw is we never know when the market is going to turn. Yeah. Right? Um, more than 10 years ago, in 2008, mm. uh, the market started falling very badly uh, from September 2008. That was the global financial crisis, GFC. Mm. By April of 2009, the market started recovering. Now, many investors, they thought that, no, that's not a real recovery. Mm. It's just, you know, just slight correction and the market is going to fall again. Mm. But unfortunately or fortunately, it was true that market really recovered from April 2009. And if you have stayed out of the market, you would have missed it. It's very difficult. Yeah. Right? It's very difficult to guess. And if you have got T-bills and you put your money in T-bills, even, even if you know for sure that market is going to recover, your T-bills may not have matured yet. Um. And if you sell, potentially you can lose money, right? Mm. So it's not so easy to time it. And there was a study that was done by, I believe, Dimensional that showed that well, if you miss the best few days or best few months, your return yep. is going to suffer. Specifically, it's the S&P 500. Mm. Uh, they did a study between 1991 mm. to 2021. Okay, that's like 20 years of uh, study, right? And if you invest in, if you had invested in the S&P 500 during this 20-year period, your annualized return would be about 11.24% per year. Mm. But, if you try and time the market and you were not in the market all the time during this 20-year period and you miss the best one-week return, mm. your return will drop to 10.61% per year in this 20 years period. If you miss the best one month, then you are going to get about 10.43%, not 11.24% per year for the yeah. 20 years. If you miss the best three months, you're going to only get 10.04%. If you are going to miss the best six months, then you're only getting 9.75%. And if you miss one year, mm. you're only going to get 9.19% instead of 11.24. So this study, I didn't have enough space to write it in my BT article, shows you that it's firstly very difficult to time. Mm. And if you miss the upside, the upturn, your return will suffer. And interestingly, in this particular study that Dimensional did, they also placed the one-month UST bill Right, and the one month UST bill is one month, not six months, right? Is two point four percent. But it just goes to show that in this twenty year period, T bills is definitely not the instrument that will be useful to beat inflation. Mm. Yeah. And like what I said, 
if you try and guess where the markets are going, you may miss it out. Right? Now, with regard to that person who put a million or two million, like you said, we don't know the net worth. Yes. Well, if one million is his emergency fund, then I guess it's fine. Yeah. Right? But if one million is all of this person's asset, mm. then it may not be very wise because he is not allocating any funds uh, to beat long-term inflation. Right. Okay. Thanks so much for sharing, Chris. All these deeper insights and thoughts you actually have when you were writing this BT article but didn't have space to really pen them down. Uh, I remember we also have this article written by Keith, uh, Chief Editor of Investment Modes, who also worked at Provident as Senior Solutions Specialist about where to invest your money when inflation is high. And he shared some evidence on how equities actually work very well over the long term. Right. Uh, even back up to, I think... 1986 and 1966 hmm. during the hyperinflation crisis. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So, so we we also uh, append that uh, under the captions so that you can go and read that uh, for your own information. Because when we say equities, invest in equities, it doesn't mean just any equity, right? Right, right, yeah, right. Really I mean, you cannot just buy. I mean, at the end of the day, it's very important to buy the right stuff, hmm. right? And uh, at Provident, we don't really advocate that you just buy one stock, two stock, ten stocks. You know, you should really buy a basket of stocks. Hmm. Uh, even the most recent Money Wisdom podcast that we did with uh, Keith, when he first started investing, he was very much an individual stock picker, yeah. right? But he has shared in the podcast that uh, he has since sort of like changed his approach. He's now, uh, he almost... Uh, doesn't hold any stocks, individual stocks now, mostly mm. through ETFs, because uh, at least it can be widely diversified, right. right? So yeah, it's very important, even though we say invest in equities, invest in equities, I think it's very important for us to remind listener that it is still very important to invest correctly, not all sorts of, or any kind of uh, equities. I understand. Okay, I think that's all the questions I have. Do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, so the one thing that I forgot to say mm. is about... Uh, the so-called recession that is coming. Okay. Now, I say as if I'm a prophet and I know it's coming. No, I don't. But there have been a lot of fears that uh, the recession is going to come. In fact, some analysts say it has already happened. Mm. Um, that's because the technical definition of a recession is that you have got two successive quarters of negative GDP growth. Mm. Right? So we could be in the middle of that, but they don't make an announcement until six months later. Mm. Right. So I don't know. But a lot of people, they are saying that, you know, I'll wait for the recession to be over. Mm. Now, just as you are not going to know whether there's going to be a recession until six months later, you will not know when the recession is going to be over until the government announces it a few months later, mm. when they are very certain that it's now positive growth. There's an economic growth, right? And again, studies have shown mm. that markets, they are already recovering before even the end of a recession is being announced. Okay. Right? So again, if you are having this mindset of, yeah, I don't want to invest first because I'm not sure whether we're going to go into a recession. I'll just wait for the recession to be over. Again, you may miss it. Yeah. Right? And I've just shared earlier that if you miss the best few months, mm. then your return is going to suffer. Yes. Right? So don't try and guess it. We must take confidence from history that the market goes up in the long run. Mm. It's not magic. And although we keep saying that history is not an indicator of future performance, history is a good guide. We need to understand why the market goes up in the long run. Mm. 
mm. right? Because as long as the world continues to have needs, as long as people continue to buy things and companies are there to provide goods and services, mm. stock prices will go up. Yes, I mean, some companies will, they will go bankrupt. And that's why we say you buy a huge basket because some companies will die, a lot of companies will remain and they will do better and better. So if we know from history that the market goes up in the long run, mm. and if you are not greedy, there is no need to guess. Mm. You are not going to get the best return using this approach. Yeah. You are not going to get worse returns, uh, worse return either. Most importantly, you should get sufficient return. And it takes away a lot of stress because mm. there is no need to guess. So allocate your monies accordingly. Use short-term instruments for your short-term monies. Yeah. But for your monies that you need in the longer term, make sure you put sufficient money into these instruments so that you can beat inflation mm. and you can live the life that you want. Unless, unless you are saying like what we started with, you are happy when you retire that your quality of life will go down according to inflation. If uh, that is okay for you, mm. and that's more important than taking the risk, right? then okay, then that's all right. But if not, then do remember, invest while the market is still at this current stage. It's, it's actually recovered mm, uh, this year slightly. Mm. Well, it's still not fully up there yet and you really don't want to wait for the markets to recover completely uh, before you start putting your money in. Right. I know you're not a prophet in timing the market, right? On knowing yeah. when the market will recover. But then maybe you want to give us a short teaser on what your next VT article will be about. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Usually, I don't, I don't try and plan too far ahead because it depends on, I think, the needs of that season. Okay. Uh, when, I, when I hear about what uh, people are talking about um, and I'm concerned about it mm. and then I'll write about it um, but I can give a teaser of what we're going to talk about in our next Money Wisdom podcast which I know okay, it's on a very sensitive topic Okay. okay and Isaac is going to host it right. because I'm not going to do it because I've got scolded enough already for the last 20 years <laughs> I let Isaac be scolded okay. but it's a very sensitive topic on investment link policies oh. um, something that we don't use here at Provident and I thought it would be good uh, that we talk a bit about it. So uh, to all those of you out there, uh, do follow us, okay? And don't miss this particular episode because I think it is going to be enlightening yes. and it's going to be interesting. Okay. Ken, thanks so much for the teaser. And that's all for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our discussion on Chris's uh, latest BT article, Do Not Use Money Meant to Fight Inflation in the Long Term to Mitigate Inflation Now. A big thank you to Chris again for joining us. If you like this episode, follow our podcast and follow us on social media for similar content. As always, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. All analyses, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. 
Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.